Hello and welcome to In the Studio with Anne podcast. I'm Anne and as always, thank you so much for listening. For today's episode, I'm going to talk about getting back on track after the holidays. So I don't know about you, but I feel like I was sucked into a black hole and spit back out. Holidays, oh my word. So they're fun, right? And they're magical, but they're also extremely exhausting. And the magic doesn't happen, guys, unless we create it and make it happen. So as much as I want to allow for time to slow down a bit and just really do the less is more philosophy over the holidays, which I really tried to do this year, it still is an ever-present fact that we make it happen. So I feel like we had a really happy balance um, this holiday and we tried to just let go of a lot of things that we thought were like super important, but realized that it took away from the connection that we had with our kids and our joy. And so we wanted our kids to see us more joyful. And so we were really intentional this year about you know, letting go of some things that just didn't really matter as much and giving ourselves that time to really enjoy the holiday as well so that our kids see that. But now we're back and getting back on track after the holidays is usually pretty hard. Um, Whether my kids were in school or last year with our homeschooling, um, but this year was different. And I think that the reason was because I was able to give them permission to be a little bit more organic the, the around the holiday season. Now, November, I was really wanting to do a U.S. history unit study and really dive into some like deep stuff um, about our history, the good, bad, and the ugly about Thanksgiving and Christopher Columbus and in the, the indigenous Americans or peoples and just really share that with my kids. Um, Knowing that come December, I really wanted to let it become very organic. I had things planned and I had to be okay with every day. Certain things didn't happen. We didn't finish certain things that I wanted to. And like I had mentioned, we had to say okay to certain things this year. And as a homeschool mom, this was one of them that it was like that's okay you know that those things I knew that there were all the other months I was like no this stuff's getting done and we're going to really push for goals but I allowed my kids the permission to just really sort of be organic and I just really just let a lot of stuff go and they were still learning but in in different organic ways that I really looked at our day-to-day as everything is such a learning experience and it just wasn't scheduled and it was sort of more led by them. And so we had a really good time with that. So coming back into the swing of things in January, um, I feel like maybe that made a difference because they were like really into starting back up and they just seemed so much more um, just open to it and more like respectful and I just feel like maybe because I was able to create a little bit more of a bond with them and a connection 
maybe that made a difference. So now we're starting to get back to where we're just like hammering it back out and we are setting goals together, which is really cool. So I'm not just sitting down myself and doing it. Um, I'm teaching my kids along the way, um, you know, how to do that for themselves. We're doing that in the schoolroom and just them personally. Um, we have a new schedule now, so it's not just morning basket oriented. We're back to having more of a schedule. We have a new list in place that I'm being a little bit more intentional with that we've had since the beginning, but just haven't been as um, good with it. So now they have certain things every day they have to check off, including helpful ways that they're going to be helpful around the house that are, I think, really good things that they can do for themselves that are also helpful to the family that they're doing really well with. Um, water intake is on there as well, just for health, um, just some healthy things for themselves that, um, you know, personal hygiene. Um, and so a lot of my work this January is more all hands-on. So we do the gather round unit study. And this time around, that's really, um, besides doing, um, I added a, I think it's um, US Capitals study that we're going to do. And we got that through Let's Play School, I believe. I'm going to put all of the resources somewhere on my website for you to get to. But um, that they do trace the state we're working on and they have to write it and trace it and color it in and mark where the capital is. And they do have a Which Way USA from highlights that they will do with each state that I'm pairing those two together. And then they do do, there are more fun activities that are in that book, but it also in each page with the fun activity that gives them to do, they're also learning about different landmarks in the state. So I thought it would be really neat to incorporate those two tools together. And then in the end, I also found another sheet that's in exploring the state that I got, I believe, from Let's Play School as well. And so it asked them to color in the flag and just ask them different questions about that state so that you can, at a glance, quick reference, get information about it. And so with each Which Way USA, then they have to complete that as well. So that's, you know, paperwork and a book. But other than that, the day-to-day, most of what they do, besides their student notebooks for the gather round, which has every subject put in those pages, um, so they're still getting every subject, but I've added, you know, math and other things to supplement as well. But all of those things are hands-on. So I know they're really loving that this month too, which I think makes it very, um, you know, easy for them to dive right back in because my kids have always been hands-on kind of learners. So they like the hands-on things that they can do, that they can, you know, get their tray and they can learn that way. And even a lot of their math is that way as well, that I got a lot of hands-on math tools where, um, you know, rather than getting an actual book out and having to do book work, it's they're still doing math, but it's more of a hands-on um, thing that they're doing. So they seem to enjoy that, and it does make it a little easier for me because all of the hands-on work that they have is all work that they can do independently. 
And so I created it that way to make it easier for me because they're not my only two kids. And even my four-year-old can come in there and she knows what is her work and what's the too, too much of a challenging work for her to do. And like she could get it out and she can just look at it. Um, but as far as like doing it independently, she knows that other than like just looking at it, that's not hers. But she does know what her hands-on work is in those rooms. So, no, I created it that way because I wanted my classroom to be more child-led than teacher-led, which again is a Montessori philosophy where the children are, you know, just moving about in the room and they're leading. So it really doesn't matter too much, you know, what I'm doing. I'm facilitating and sort of overseeing, but I can also be off in the other room preparing food or taking care of my two-year-old or working on something I need to do alongside them, but they don't necessarily need me. So I think that's been really helpful for not only them, but me as well. Because what I noticed was that when they felt like they couldn't do something, they start to get really frustrated. And I think this is why we call the terrible twos the terrible twos. And it's really not that they're being terrible. It's just a communication gap between you as a parent or whoever is taking care of them, a caregiver, and them. They just want so badly to do these things and be independent and they can't so they get so frustrated as you might understand if you've ever had sort of something happen that sort of like uh, prohibits you from being as mobile as you normally are. It's very frustrating. I think pregnancy for me put me in a situation towards the very end that I felt like that because I couldn't do certain things and it's just that frustration. But then it's also a communication gap. So it must feel that way when, you know, I know when my husband and I used to travel and we would go to other countries, it's frustrating when you're communicating with someone but you're not understanding each other, you know, and that is exactly what's happening. So I could sense this happening in, in ways with my older kids too in that, you know, they want to feel independent and they also don't want to feel like I'm constantly telling them what to do either. Kids just have this thing about them, especially my children are just wired to not really, they're, you know, not really wanting to be sort of told what to do all day long. So I structured the hands-on work in a way that with the list that they have provided that they have to check off every day, they can pick what they want to do when they want to do it. They just know that they have to get all the things on there accomplished. And so they like the ability to be able to pick what they want to do when they want to do it. And then I can come in and see and like talk to them. And I'm also checking their work too. So anything that's math, um, I'm definitely checking. They're working on independently, but then they put it aside in a space for me to then check their work. And then if there's anything they need to correct, then they'll come back and do that at a later time and we'll discuss it. And then if I need to sit down with them because I'm noticing that, well, like today, um, Haley had some challenges with her math and I knew that I needed to revisit it with her because she wasn't quite grasping I, what I had told her before. So then I take the time when I can to say, hey, Haley, guess what? Come on up. 
let's sit one-on-one and we'll talk about it. We need to do a little bit more of a revisit on this lesson and because you're making some mistakes. I don't think you got it. Let's work together to make sure you understand what it is that you're supposed to be doing here. And so it gives me the ability to oversee and see what's going on, but, um, you know, then pick those times when I can do the one-on-one stuff. And so it is nice. And the having the hands-on as well for all ages is nice too because then when I am doing a lesson with the older kids and I'm reading, then my younger kids know that they need to be working on something hands-on that is, you know, Play-Doh, um, the, the sand boxes that we have with the things in it, um, the blocks or, you know, building things, Legos and um, magnetiles or, you know, any of the other things in the room um, that they want to work on. Um, whiteboards, if they want to draw a picture on the whiteboard, if they want to color, do some art, whatever it is, I have different places for them to get all of those things. Um, so I think that that is one of the other reasons why it's been working out so well getting started again, because we had a rhythm when we started school in August, we had a rhythm up until October. And I would say then around November, we switched it up a little different because I started Morning Basket and I switched to a different unit study that was focused more on what the, what was going on with why we celebrate Thanksgiving. And so we sort of switched our rhythm there around the holidays and um, things started to change a little bit. And then again, December was different. And now going back into it, I've changed it up differently again um, come January as well. So I think for me too, something that I have found that really makes, um, engages the kids is just switching things up, keeping it fresh, keeping it new, um, not letting the routine get too monotonous, sort of keeping the same tools and essentials and things that they're learning, but kind of switching things up differently. And again, I try each month to have a few new hands-on materials for them so that there's something new and fun for them to be working with that sort of tie into a unit study that we're doing. So, um, yeah, so this January, it's been it's been nice to be able to do that. I think in another podcast, I did talk about creating boundaries within the um, homeschool space to where, um, you know, I did my dining room and my living room and how creating those borders is nice to have that be like the schoolroom. So that's working out really well because we continue to emphasize that you know, that is basically like their, you know, schoolroom. And when I say to them, you know, it's free time, they know that they have free time and they know that they can, um, you know, be doing certain things. But then when I say, okay, it's time to get into the schoolroom, then they know, okay, we need to get back in the schoolroom. And they know what's expected in that space. They they know that even though it's our dining room, when I say get back in the schoolroom, 
and be working on something. And that means, listen, I can't be hands-on with you right now. Um, I have to tend to whatever else it is for the moment, but you're still going to be learning. So they, and they've been really good about it. And I think it's been helpful because it creates a boundary. And even though kids push back on that stuff, there's a lot of information to show that they really need boundaries. They really need to, um, you know, know what's expected and, and have those sort of have the ability to be independent within a certain, you know, with certain boundaries. So they have been surprisingly doing very well with it. And even my four-year-old knows what's expected. And I've continued to use that language with my two-year-old to let her know that, you know what, you have to do your lily work, you know, and we always go over in the room this is your lily work. This is the lily work. This is for Lily. So she knows, oh, that's my lily work, you know, and she, and I, you know, call her by her name. So she knows, oh, that's, that's my lily work. Um, so it's really neat to see something that I implemented, um, working and flourishing because I know that, um, I can kind of be like that where, I need to make things very clear and concise and have certain systems to make things run smoothly. So for me, you know, that's just sort of what's been working. Um, I think the beauty of homeschool is you just got to know what works for you. You got to know what works for your kids. You got to know each kid, um, their learning style. You have to get to know them. And I think the beauty of homeschool is really for me remembering that at the the base of everything is my connection with my kids, my relationship with them. And that is the forefront of everything that I do. And yes, their learning is very important. But if the way that I'm going about them learning is destroying that relationship, that core connection that I have with them, then it's time to find a new way. Um, and that's the beauty of it is that there are so many resources out there. There are so many styles. There are so many different ways that you have the ability to do something different, you know, and I think that that when you're first getting into it, don't forget that, you know, just standing back and observing your child sometimes can be so beneficial just to get to know them and to be able to provide, you know, a way for them to flourish and, and at times not even realize that they're learning. You know, a lot of times my kids will say, oh, yeah, we didn't hardly do any learning today. And my husband will just look at me and I'm like, wow, it was actually a good day then because we actually did a lot of learning, but they didn't feel like they did, especially my son. Um, that for me is like a win when he says that. And sometimes I cringe when he says it to other people because <laughs> um, then I think, oh, geez, they think that, you know, I've just let them run amok all day and I don't actually teach them because, you know, we know that homeschooling is a little bit stigmatized and people tend to have in their mind what they think it really looks like. And, and I don't blame them because every single homeschool mom does it different and it looks different and there is no right or wrong way to do it. Um, but so it does make me cringe though, because I think, Oh my word, that person probably thinks that I haven't taught them anything all day. But then I realize that I know that I did and it makes me feel kind of like cool inside because I'm like, wow, you know, they didn't even realize they were learning.
because a lot of times it could just end up being like a discussion and I've, I take the opportunity and, and the reason that I supplement with other things some months besides just gather round and I don't depend solely on it is because then it allows me the opportunity that if let's say my son has already done plenty of handwriting or writing that day in other places then when we get to the unit study and I'm going over something and I read the lesson and he's just like oh, I'm not really doing the pages most days I'm like you know what it doesn't matter you have to do the writing you have to answer questions you have to actually write it down but then there are days when if I really see that he's like super engaged in the topic but I'm going to shut him down by forcing him and fighting with him to actually do the worksheets I'll maybe let him just pick one thing on the page let the rest go and then we just have a discussion and I let him just like answer the questions but verbalizing those to me and then he doesn't really feel like it's learning and and then he wants to go so much deeper I notice than what he would normally want to go because he'll just shut him down and then he's just like I'm done with this you know I'm just going to do what I have to do and he's grumbling about it and he's just kind of like shut down And, you know, we oftentimes tend to overlook the fact that when we feel sort of at odds with our kids and that's like not a good feeling, well, they don't, they kind of feel the same way. And I, especially for my son being a boy, I think I overlook his sensitivity sometimes and the fact that when he feels like I'm not being nice to him by making him do his sheets and just kind of like sticking to it and having to get firm with him, that makes him feel sad. And so I have to remember that too, that I'm okay with that most days, but sometimes I do see where it can be that thing that if I let it go, then he he just engages so much more. And And I honestly feel at the end of the day, he's still learning just as much, especially at the age of seven. He just turned seven in October, especially with him being a boy. Um, you know, boys are not as much wanting to do you know the writing and the reading and stuff as quickly as the girls and maybe you're not experiencing the same thing and I don't want to label all kids the same um, because it's certainly not with every child but that's what I have seen and I know a lot of other people have mentioned the same thing and I, I do think that we need to realize that Sometimes we have to give our kids the time and if we have that confidence to give them time, then they'll catch up with that. That verbalizing something and just being able to still grasp the content um, is, you know, is a beautiful thing too. And so we don't want to overlook that just because our kids aren't doing as much on those worksheets as they should be and we're only focused on that and they're, you know, how neat they're writing and things like that, you know, we might be missing out on other ways that they really are learning and understanding and grasping a certain topic. So it's just such a beautiful thing to be able to see that in your kids. So 
I think it's hard sometimes to see these things, though, because as homeschool parents, we tend to have such pressure on ourselves, too. And we have these expectations. And when our children aren't, you know, going at our pace, we tend to take it very personally, because it is personal, you know, if they're not doing something at a certain pace, and, you know, then we tend to think we're not doing good enough. But remind yourself that that doesn't mean you're not doing good enough. It means your child has their own pace in which they're going to learn and they're going to get things and they will arrive. It's kind of like potty training. I never, ever thought that my third child was ever going to use the bathroom. I was like, oh my gosh, she does not even care. It doesn't bother her to be in a diaper. You know, she's just not getting it. Uh, And she went past the age that my other two were. And I had this expectation in my mind that I'm like, this is when the other two did it. This is when you're going to do it. And Allie is Allie. And Allie does stuff on her time. That is just how she is in everything. And Allie just didn't want to do it because she knew that I really wanted her to do it, I think. And she was just like, no, I'm not going to do it. But you know what? Then all of a sudden, boom, faster than anything, she just got it. And all of a sudden, I was like, I didn't even do anything. And she's going to the bathroom and it's like it's done. So learning can be the same way. So I just wanted to give those little reminders, share with you a little bit of where I'm at right now with my homeschool journey. Um because I love to hear from other moms because it just really kind of gives a sense of understanding. And sometimes I can, I feel like I can really relate to somebody's story. And sometimes it's really nice to be able to hear other moms' hearts about it because it can resonate and you can, it can make you feel like you're not alone. So I hope that I can do that for somebody today who's listening to this podcast. If you feel like you know someone that is struggling or has questions about it, feel free to share the podcast. Um, I'm going to share a little bit in some other podcasts about some certain tools that I've implemented that are new this month that um, I'm really enjoying. So until next time, this is In the Studio with Anne podcast. I'm Anne. And as always, thank you so much for listening.